0: back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch, I'm your host, this time for a bonus episode which will in absolutely no way serve to help you with your Draft FPL teams. This is a complete bit of fun I've had on the back burner for a good few months now. In fact, I think I first opened the page in my Notion app about two years ago with the idea of doing something like this. And the idea came from an American show who did a very similar thing but with, uh, with the NFL and with American football. Basically, the idea is this. Let's have a look at a complete fantasy, fantasy football by looking at footballers from the world of film and TV and working out where they would feature in a draft. So what I think this video is serving to do is to scratch a bit of an itch because I'm always jealous of people that have got a really cool podcast about films and TV. So this kind of lets me just get on a little soapbox for a minute, pretend that I've got one of those podcasts, and talk about some silly football films and and some of the main players that featured in them. Now, the sports movie, in my humble opinion, is generally an underappreciated and overlooked genre particularly in modern day i think the reason that that may be the case particularly from a uk perspective is the sheer dominance of american sports culture in that space which is natural because most of our tv and film come from america but there's so much to love about a really good sports film the tropes are to be expected and encouraged the you've got the underdog stories the training montages the inspirational speeches from a gravel-voiced tough-as-nails coach who's actually soft on the inside you've got the rivals the setbacks just on the eve of the big game and the ultimate payoff as victory is achieved against all the odds to bring everyone together at the end now if you look at some of the most iconic fictional sports films of all time you'll think of the likes of Field of Dreams, that iconic line, if you build it, he will come, which has pretty much transcended that film now. And just has that ability to speak to people in all of their life endeavors. You've got Rocky, a sort of more modern version of that in Warrior, and The Longest Yard, the original Burt Reynolds version. Very relevant later on, as it sort of forms the story of Meme Machine. Got a league of their own. White Men Can't Jump, which is another good subgenre in the sports movie, which is the hustler story. Kingpin is another one that falls into that. You've got The Waterboy, The Mighty Ducks, Space Jam, Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler's clearly a fan of the sports film. So, yeah, I want to do a fictional football player draft taken from the realms of TV and film. And if this exercise has taught me anything, it's that we have. Generally, been underserved when it comes to feel good, heartwarming, or even classic comedy football films. Maybe it's because The Beautiful Game provides enough drama itself. Maybe, you know, real life heroics mean that conceiving a fictional feel good allegory is more difficult than it is for other sports. Anyway, I've combed through about the last 50 years of TV and film. To bring you the standout players from both the gold and silver screen. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Now, most of the films on this list come from around the turn of the millennium. And we're going to kick things off in 2002, which is crazy to think that was over 20 years ago now, with one of those classic, I think it's one of the first ones that you think of when you think of a football film. And that is Bend It Like Beckham. So the player in question here is Jesminder Bamra, aka Jess, because apparently an audience in 2002 needed their second generation immigrant Indian characters have a palatable English nickname. But a big commercial success at the time, which used the iconic Beckham name to very good advantage. All the usual sports tropes are there, plus some rom-com elements mixed in which we probably could have done without as well as some more serious but still light-hearted social commentary on the experience of a second generation Indian family living in the UK now Jess is only 18 in the film so I think spending anything higher than a third round draft pick would probably be a bit much but the potential is there for your sort of good old-fashioned late 90s style right winger deadball specialist too The ability to take on any man or woman. And so, yeah, I've got her about 30th overall on this completely imaginary list, and possibly one we'll have a lot higher next season, having seen her with a bit more football under her belt. Now, the next film, we're going to go back a bit further this time. This is probably the the furthest back we're going to go to 1981 and Escape to Victory, which is an all time classic in this sporting genre of film. The film itself is set in the 1940s during World War II. And now this is where the rules of this completely made up game get blurred a little as although the film is completely fictional, it got notoriety for casting big Hollywood A-listers. So you've got Michael Caine in there, Sliced Alone, with big name professional footballers from the time. And I'm talking the likes of Bobby Moore, a Spurs legend, Ozzy Ardiaz was in there. Most famously, a bloke you may have heard of, who went by the name of Pele. Now, the plot, again, has all the usual tropes. We've got, you know, an experienced pro who needs to whip a ragtag group of misfits, some of whom never played football before, into shape for a big exhibition match against a professional German team that the Germans are hoping they can film and use for propaganda purposes when the Allies get stuffed. So, this film obviously takes the the element of, of the rival to the nth degree, as it's fairly clear who we're rooting for Leon. when the opponents are actual Nazis overseeing a concentration camp. Now, without spoilers, obviously, as the name suggests, a plan is then devised to use the exhibition match as a cover for the prisoners to escape. Now, Pele plays Corporal Louis Fernandez, and despite being flawed, by a rough challenge early on in the match and ended up jogging around with one arm in a sling for some reason. We get a magical all-time classic sports movie moment. We have Brady, played by Bobby Moore, who who bombs down the wing and puts in a peach of a cross for Pelé. And in true Pelé fashion decides the best way to deal with this cross is with an overhead, is with a bicycle kick. We see this bicycle kick in slow motion from about half a dozen different angles, and sure enough, the ball plants itself into the bottom corner. Now, even the Nazis can't escape the tropes and sense of togetherness that sport can bring, as we see a classic moment with one of the Nazi officers actually standing to applaud the goal, much to the disgust of his fellow SS men. So for me, Corporal Fernandez is an easy first rounder. And a strong case could be made for first overall pick in the draft. There is one other player I'm mentioning here who would come close. But if you've got him one or two, I don't think you can go too far wrong with your draft team. Next up, we're back to the noughties and 2005's goal. Now, this is a film that truly does come right out of the all-American sports movie playbook. There were a couple of sequels, but I think the less said about those, the better. and. Player in question here is Santiago Munez, Mexican immigrant living in LA, scouted out of obscurity and makes his way to Newcastle to try out for the mighty Toon Army. Initially quite naive and greedy, but he's obviously through a series of lessons and hard knocks is able to learn the value of teamwork and in a standout scene learns that he's not faster than the football as the coach just continues to pelt ball after ball down the pitch trying to get him to to outrun them. We've also got a bittersweet moment in there as his dad comes over to see him play before tragically passing away. And if he can post those sorts of numbers that we see in the film against the likes of Liverpool, he can do it against anyone. And he's definitely someone that won't be left in many waiver piles on draft day. I've got him as a late second rounder. Now, I'm sure as this has been going along, many of you will have thought of 2001's classic Shaolin soccer a truly unique melding of the sports genre with the martial arts genre another genre in itself which I think has possibly been overlooked in modern times here we truly enter the land of the absurd but what that does bring us is some truly iconic scenes light on plot heavy on kung fu vibes the premise is very simple our protagonist wants to promote Shaolin kung fu to the masses and he thinks the best way to do that is by showing off what he can do on the football pitch. Now, the main character here is Singh, former Shaolin Kung Fu monk, has the nickname the Mighty Steel Leg, which is a very good start. If we were looking at his FIFA stats, his shot power would be around 200. Another one with an eye for a last minute winner, the Mighty Steel Leg would be a valuable asset to any, any draft team. Likely going high in the first round, as I said, he's the main one I think would rival Corporal Louis Fernandez for that top overall spot just due to the fact that his shots are basically physically unstoppable and for me would probably be my first overall pick if I was on the clock. Now if you had to go from one end of the sporting movie spectrum to the other I think going from Shaolin Soccer to 2000s There's Only One Jimmy Grimble is about as far removed as you can get. Now, if you thought the name couldn't sound any more English, it stars the likes of Robert Carlyle and Ray Winston. This is a very grassroots affair. We've got young Manchester City fan Jimmy Grimble. Dreams of making it big. Film has lots of heart because these are the days when City, what your local homely club are just generally a bit shit. He's just a local lad who loves his local team. Now, we've got a lovely bit of movie magic here as Jimmy receives a pair of magic boots from a local homeless woman. Cue the usual trials and tribulations. On the eve of the big game, the magic boots are lost. But fear not, because guess what? His abilities, it turns out, were his all along. And the boots were simply giving him the confidence to play as well as he could. Now, viewers of a Manchester City persuasion will then get teary-eyed as he's ultimately offered a place to go and play for the mighty Man United Academy, which he decides to turn down. A move which would be a no-brainer now, but obviously in the early 2000s, you simply didn't turn down a chance to go and play for United. So big, big swing there. Jimmy is another player who I think in the draft is still very raw. Decision-making needs to be better at times. He's a late mid-round draft pick for me. Obviously the fact that he's gone to go and play for Manchester City means he's a bit of a rotation risk. But yeah, one I think we want to really see for a year and, and may, ha- may have a better you know position in the draft next year. So it won't surprise you to hear we're sticking to similar time of life with 2001's Mean Machine. Another English schoolboy favourite, this one. Emphasis definitely on the more violent side of the game here. Vinnie Jones leads the way. We've also got the likes of Jason Statham in there. Danny Dyer also in the supporting cast pretty much tells you all you need to know about the dialogue as i said at the top the film derives its narrative from the longest yard whereby the basis being a professional but slightly washed up sportsman ends up in prison has to assemble fellow inmates into a team to then take on the guards in an exhibition match and if that doesn't sound familiar it should do because it's kind of also where the plot for escape to victory came from they just added the the Nazi vibes to it to make it a bit more exciting. There is very little quality football on display here. I think the only one that might interest me with the late draft pick is the goalkeeper Monk, who is played by Jason Statham, who has very short sure hands but does lack sometimes in concentration and very, very prone to a yellow maybe even a red card, which will affect his playing time and his bonus points week to week. Not a bad backup though. I think if you had taken him as maybe in the 14th round for your second goalkeeper. Would be absolutely fine. Back again slightly to the millennium year 2000. Now, this film has spawned numerous spin offs and sequels, and for very good reason. Our main character is instantly recognisable, golden hair, even more recognisable due to his unorthodox technique. In this film, he plays in goal, so we've got another goalkeeper potential here. And it's not often you see a World Cup winning penalty save. With a headed clearance, but it's also not often you see a golden retriever playing in goal. So yes, of course, we are talking about Airbud, well pup, who really is the complete consummate sportsman. And I think if you were looking for a keeper that you wanted to reach for with a decent draft pick, taking him somewhere in the seventh or eighth round would be an easy set and forget keeper for the rest of the season. And if you think I was going to use this as an opportunity to make some lame dog jokes, you're barking up the wrong tree. Finally, let's come to more modern times, and it's Ted Lasso, which first aired in 2020 and came right through to last year. So finally, a bit of a modern source of fictional football. This can be enjoyed by even the most devout of football haters, as there is more than enough soap opera elements in there, tackling lots of other non-sporting themes. So there's something there for everyone. In this, we follow the fortunes of Richmond FC, who are relative underdogs in the Premier League. From this, there are a couple of standout draft options. The main one is Jamie Tart, who is in no way based on the real life Jack Graylish, who is a versatile midfielder, ends up becoming really the linchpin and the central, central node point in their transition to playing a total football style. There will be games where he's mainly assisting the assist, but others in which he can have massive hauls. Think of him almost like your KDB of the fictional realm, not immune to injuries, very similar to KDB again, but a very solid late first round draft pick who could sneak even higher into the sort of top five if you really believe in him. The second player from Richmond FC is Danny Rojas, Mexican striker and a fairly reliable performer. He's on penalties, and given the state of the striker market in general, value should probably have him around the fifth round. But I think we'll often get taken in in the fourth round just when all the strikers are flying off the board, and and you need someone reliable. And we'll say with those penalties, it's always a nice, steady stream of points. So that is it for this episode. As I said at the beginning, full disclosure this was a complete, frivolous waste of time that will have. No impact on your draft team and your season, but given the state of this extra long game week and the fact that I've been sitting on it for so long, I thought, why not get it out now? And also add a little bit more content to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this episode rather than watching it, then as my last sentence may have alluded you to, this is available in video format on YouTube. And if you haven't checked that out already, make sure you go over there and subscribe. The plan is to get a lot more stuff lot more bonus content out on youtube this season with a view to making that much more regular and reliable into next season if this is somehow the first time you've listened to the draft fc podcast i apologize for for leading you here under false pretenses this is not usually what podcast is about we are all about official draft fpl and if that is something that you dabble in make sure you keep draft fc at the forefront of your minds head over to draftfc.co.uk and check out what we have on offer there if you've never signed up before you can do and use the code DraftFCPod pod or capitalized DraftFCPod, pod and you'll get a one month free trial so you can try before you buy make sure you give us a follow on twitter at draft fc it's also the best place to message us if you need to and as i've already said follow us on whichever platform you listen to your podcast subscribe on youtube tell all your friends that play draft and until next time stay shook